Hey friends, we are excited to bring you a brand new episode this week with the official Ness himself. We sit down and have a great conversation in his brand new art gallery here in Ocala, Florida. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join us around the table for the one with the official Ness part two. What is up? Welcome to Coffee and Combos. I'm your host, Becca, and tonight I'm always joined by my incredibly handsome and sexy husband, Josh. Josh, how are you doing today? I am doing really good. Uh, it's It's been a really good week. Our household is no longer sick, praise, praise God. Uh, and we, uh, I had a Disney trip this week. So I did a solo trip to Disney. It was amazing. It was refreshing. <laughs> I uh, got to try some new holiday treats, and we'll be blo- uh, dropping the vlog in the next couple days of our staycation slash that day. Um, so be on the lookout for that for sure. It'll be it'll be really cool. But yeah, it's been a great week. Good, definitely. Uh, if you are new to the channel, first off, I just want to say welcome. We're so excited you've chosen to be a part of this conversation. Uh, we get to do this every single Friday, and uh, we release. Uh, podcast every Friday that just uh, conversations, whether it's interviewing someone, talking on relevant issues that we feel are important. So we would love for you to become a a subscriber um, wherever you're listening right now, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. um, You can hit that subscribe button on iTunes, uh, hit the follow button on Spotify, uh, leave us a rating and a comment. Uh, that always helps grow the channel. It's crazy. You know, me and Becca always are just so humbled to think that there's thousands of people all over the world listening um, to this podcast. And uh, it's it's we're truly like you guys who make it possible every week. And uh, so thank you, everyone who listens. Uh, if you didn't know, we have a Patreon set up. Uh, Patreon's a great way to support the arts. Podcasting is an art form. And uh, we would love your support. It helps grow this podcast. Um, for us, it, it really helps kind of produce um, the technology that we use cost. And so it helps kind of um, make it possible to produce these episodes and, and uh, continue to, to grow the show. But um, we're excited. This feels like almost a family reunion. Like, not almost. Like, it is. It is a family reunion. And, um, you know, we did part one. Um, which felt like forever ago. I had to go back on my like timeline and, and figure out when it was. But this past summer, we did uh, our interview with uh, EJ Nevis, aka Official Ness, and it was incredible. One, it was the most listened to episode that we've done yet. Um, it was real. It was authentic. And so uh, at the end of that episode, we all said, "Listen, we're going to do part two. And, uh, and we wanted to kind of like let it marinate, kind of get some history going. Uh, you know, at the end of the episode, uh, we left EJ and he had some really awesome things coming up, which we're going to talk on tonight. And so, uh, man, welcome back to the show. What's up, man? Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, my goodness, I'm so excited when you guys, I knew it was coming, but you know, we, man, that was back in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's June twenty fifth. I remember on Spotify. Yeah, it gives you the date. Um, <laughs> so June twenty fifth, it was posted, right? And um, 
I remember when you said the part two, kind of in a good way, kind of surprised me, right? Like, I was like, oh, wow, I was kind of blindsided by that in a good way. And I was like, wow, um, I'm excited to come back. So, yeah, yeah. Now, now we're here. I didn't know when it was going to happen, and I'm ready. I'm ready. And for the listeners, you know, you're listening. You can't see what's happening unless you follow on Instagram. Yeah. You know, you can kind of see some photos and stuff. But um, we are sitting right now in the middle of what I'm going to call a God dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, no reference to Drake right there. <laughs> yeah. um, we're, we're sitting in the middle of a God dream, yeah. which is your gallery. Yeah. And um, it's crazy because the last episode we talked about this and, and we knew it was like on the horizon. It was coming up. Um, but to be here in this space truly is humbling. It's, it's amazing. Listen, if you're in the Ocala area or even if you're not, um, this gallery is a come out of your way to come experience it. Like yeah. truly amazing. Um, and so kind of our, our first question we want to ask you tonight is, um, tell us about this gallery opening, man. Like this is, this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, definitely a God dream. So, and I know, I know we're going to try to keep, keep it concise. You know, I love, I, the bottom line is I love talking. So it's, it's hard. I love sharing my heart. So I know we got a lot to talk about tonight. I'm going to try my best to keep it concise. Uh, it's been a dream of mine, a desire of my heart of hearts for at least five years, five or six years. And I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't, you know, I, I'm not the richest guy in the world. I don't, you know, I don't have investors. I don't, you know, it's, it was always one of those things like, God, I know that you have this in my heart of hearts, but how? Yeah. At the time when this dream you know, I started to daydream about it and think about it. And I was in Orlando, Florida. And man, you know, God bless Orlando, but it is expensive. <laughs> yes. God bless it. <laughs> and so I was like, man, in order for me to pull this off here in Orlando, I'm, I'm going to need investors. I'm going to need a, I don't know, win the lottery. I don't know what, it, what it's going to look like, but I just didn't know, you know? Yeah. And so you fast forward, I moved to Ocala, Florida, mm. and the pacing's different here. Mm. Um, the cost of living is less. Yeah. Opportunity to be a catalyst mm. in Ocala is, is grand. Is grand. No, I appreciate that. And for everybody, for all of us, right? Um, and so it, I'm here at a place called Neighborhood Workspace, mm. and... It, just the heart of the management and mm. where they're at. I was, I was, I met a, a man by the name of Seth Benzel with Eighth Avenue Gallery back when I was doing Art House Ocala One. When we were we were blessed with a Victorian, an mm. old Victorian home that we were allowed to turn all the rooms into studios as long as we didn't mess up the floors. <laughs> um, one day, a knock on the door. A man by the name of Seth Benzel. I saw him on Instagram. I saw him on Facebook mm. and he had opened a gallery here in, in this plaza. Wow. And I remember that it piqued my interest. I was like, man, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's such a cool thing. I took a tour. He completely turned, you know, this retail space slash storage unit kind of situation, like half storage unit, half a retail space. And he turned it into an art gallery. Wow. And it was amazing. It reminded me of like, Asheville. It reminded me of like Marfa, you know, mm. like like the, the these artsy town type vibes. Mm. And it was this gem and on a street called on a street, you know, Eighth Avenue. Well, 
And 8th Avenue, where we're at, we're kind of tucked away. Mm. Um, we're about five to 10 minutes from downtown, but we're, we're kind of in this area of town that you can miss it. Yeah. You know, we're kind of tucked away. And so anywho, we had a conversation and from that moment when I was in Ocala and he was kind of sharing with me the realities of how it could happen. Mm. And the price point was just very, very good. It just really piqued my interest. I started praying hard about it. And every time I would just sit and pray and talk to God, it would literally just be like almost like an audible yes. Mm. But the thing is, when God was saying yes, man, I started getting scared Mm. because it was like, yeah, this is this is good. And so, yeah. So now you fast forward time. That was man. That conversation was easily seven, eight months ago. Mm. I've only been in Ocala for about, I don't know, 15 months, maybe. So about half that. So, you know, about eight months ago. So, yeah. So. We're here, and just a really cool opportunity to be able to to showcase artists that are on the rise, emerging artists, mm. and you know we had our grand opening uh, about two weekends ago, two or three mm. weekends ago. Man, the line to get in was wrapped around the building. Man, it was incredible. It was awesome, and I thank God for that. And it's just been a really good time, dude. It's yeah. really been amazing. So tell us, because um, I know uh, which this is one of the things that I, I, I've so admired about you and loved is. Um, you know, you have other artists here, um, young up and coming artists who are still really trying to get influence. Yeah. Um, and you've given them a space to showcase like their beauty, like yeah. what they've created. Um, you know, this, this gallery is not just your gallery, um, and to showcase your stuff is to showcase these other artists. So tell us like the artists that are here, um, you know, how, how did that happen? So currently I'm representing three artists. We have Og Element that he was, uh, you guys interviewed Og. Uh, a couple shout out to Og. Shout out to Og. Uh, Andres Garcia and Larry himself. And in one point or another, uh, I was introduced to each one of these artists here in my, my time in Ocala. Mm. There was always this thing in the back of my head, you know, in, in this room in my heart that was like, when I get an opportunity, don't know when, don't know how, Mm. uh, these guys deserve a shot. Mm. You know, at at this point now in my artistic career, about 10 years in now, you know, I've worked very hard to build a following on social media and, 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 you know, be blessed and honored. I I feel so blessed to be able to send my artwork all over the world and, and stuff like that. Right. And lately, God has just really sat me down and said, mm. EJ, you know, this, because I have my moments, I'm human. So, but he sat me down and was like, EJ, I just want to remind you, this isn't, this isn't for you. Like, this isn't mm. just for you. It, yeah. it is for you, right? But it's not just for you. Mm. And when God really started talking to me about representation, he started reminding me of mm. moments that I was rejected. Mm. He started reminding me of moments in Orlando and even not even in Orlando, but then even where um, where I'm from, Fort Walton Beach. Uh, well, I'm from Shalimar, but the bigger town is Fort Walton Beach, which is about six hours from here. And so in the panhandle. And he reminded me of moments that I was either rejected, there was not enough room for me, wow. there wasn't space, yeah. um, just a, a plethora of like no's or next time or, okay, cool, we have space for like two years from now. Mm. And it was always this thing in the back of my head like, man, it's all about representation and it's all about space and it's all about opportunity and being intentional with the building of opportunity Mm. because depending on where you're at, 
either the market's really saturated or it just doesn't exist. Mm. And in Ocala, it's kind of in the middle, mm. um, in the middle of that, I'd say, because we do have art galleries here. But, right. you know, to go into some of the art galleries, they'll tell you straight up, like, you know, we don't, it'll be about a year and a half until we can represent you or you can have, a pain, you know, paintings on the wall or art in the, in the gallery. Wow. And so I knew when I met these particular artists, when I met them, that when I had my opportunity, I was going to showcase them. <laughs> and I had my moment because I was like, man, it's my grand opening. Mm. I'm going to flood my space with my art and, and ta like this is me. <laughs> I had my human moment. Yeah. You know, cause yeah, you know, who, who wouldn't want a, 200 people, you know, line wrapped around the building coming in just to see your own work. And I had my human moment about mm. a even it literally was about a couple weeks before. Mm. And I asked them individually, hey, you know, I, how would you feel about me displaying your artwork? Mm. And they all said yes. They were all happy about it. And it, it what happened was like what happened was what was supposed to happen. Well, and it was the night was was bustling and. And they sold artwork. Um, it was just a really cool. It was cool to see people purchasing their artwork. It was cool to see people interacting with them. It yeah. was cool to see connection and something that God blessed me with. But what I'm learning, the biggest thing that I've learned so far with having something to call your own, and, and you know, it's your rules, it's your area or space to to create an atmosphere. It was for me, it came full circle mm. when I was like, this is this is ultimately where I thrive, mm. building platforms, um, creating platforms, partnering with people to to create a platform where people can then stand on and say, hey, this is who I am. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's been cool. Wow. It's been really good. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, you know, part of like. The last conversation, what you know, was this gallery was seeing it come into fruition, and now it's here, and it's amazing, and um, it's a, it's just really cool. But I know part of that dream that you you know talk about on the last episode was you were invited to come speak at TED Talk yeah. for Ocala, um, which I feel like the gallery and like TED Talk almost kind of intertwine in a sense because yeah. it's like both happen on the same weekend. Yeah. Um, and I know the TED Talk, you talked on visual art. Mm -hmm. You talked on art having this voice. Um, it's beautiful. And so, you know, tell, tell like our listeners, first off, how is it to be a TED Talk speaker? Which I just, <laughs> I feel like is the coolest thing. Like I can officially say like, I know a TED Talk speaker. Like I just think that's so cool. Um, but tell yeah. us about like leading up to that, that, that journey. And then also just, um, you don't have to go into full detail. I would love for the listeners at some point. I, do you have the link for it? Yeah. No, the official okay. link isn't out yet, man. I've had a lot of people ask. It's okay. coming. Um, there was a Zoom link available on my Facebook, but it was uh, there was an expiration date on okay. that Zoom link. So the official TED Talk footage is being released soon. So when it comes out, we'll be sure to, to link it to our Instagram. And so, awesome. every, so you guys, our listeners, can, can check it out. But just briefly describe what you talked on and kind of the heart of that moment. Um, so the title of the, my talk was the power of the visual voice. And really it had a lot to do with how art can speak to you, how art can speak to you and, and have a dialogue with you as, as something that's static, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and then almost, you know, 99% of the time you're, you know, you're interacting with artwork that doesn't necessarily interact back with you. 
but there's still a, a conversation that happens. There's yeah. still a voice that's projected from like from the piece. And so I talked about that. Um, and I went into detail, you know, in regards to who I am, like who I am as an artist. I shared a little bit about my time as a teacher, really trying to meld together how the how the visual voice is powerful, how it can mm-hmm. build bridges. Um, one of the one of the mainstays and pillars of my TED Talk is a mantra that I live by now called, you know, build bridges, not kingdoms. So about half of it was so on good. building bridges, not kingdoms. The other half was really, you know, driving home the concept of art being a visual voice that it's a voice that's powerful it's a Mm -hmm. voice that everybody and anybody can tap into if they they would like that if they want that and it really is when we think about like your voice in regards to either art or who you are as a person it doesn't necessarily have to be art per se but everybody has this voice this calling this gift and then those things right are tools to build these bridges and so the TED talk was awesome it was exhilarating hmm. when I say at, at this moment in my life possibly the hardest thing that I've done because mm. they were really strict on memorization mm. and so we would have these uh, rehearsal days mm. where like you know all right say it you know and it would have to be to the T and mm. I've just never I've always been kind of like an off-the-cuff kind of guy yeah um, you know I mean of course studying you know kind of preparing some notes and Mm. and maybe you step on stage or on the podium with a couple of note cards and you're kind of like okay cool i got some bullet points i'm gonna Mm. roll with it this one's like nah you know no uh no note cards no nothing man we're gonna we're gonna mic you up you're gonna walk across that long stage people are gonna clap when they're done clapping and you're on that red circle when you're standing on that red carpet which is like a circle yeah you, you start speaking whoa and it was wild. I mean, I, the only, and then I have to share this, you know, like I was behind the curtain and they called my name and on top of all that, I think I was first. So they asked me to be first. It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. I was first. My heart was racing so hard and I was behind the curtain, you know, waiting to, to, okay, you know, each and you have the power of the visual voice. And I, I promise you, I'll give you my word. I forgot my speech. I forgot my talk. Oh, like it, oh they called my name as a speaker. This is like a nightmare yeah. come true. <laughs> they call, yeah, they called my name. I walked across that stage. I I forgot it. My opening line because you know I I had a couple of of people that really were helping me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shout out to Daniel Gray um, and you know my mentor as well. And I was I was learning at that time because I had never really memorized it. It's been since like I don't know college since mm-hmm. I'm 36. Like it's been since college when I was in my early 20s that I had like memorized something for like a class or something. Mm. And so just the techniques of memorization. And I remember you know everything. The la- I sectioned everything out so like the last word would flow into the first word of the mm. next section. All that, mm. brother. You know, sis. When I say. I forgot the first line, which of course is the catalyst, is the jump off. <laughs> then like, okay, cool. At the end of the first, you know, I start off in the end of the first section. I start with this section. I walk across that stage, I blank. The moment oh, wow. I step on that red dot, I I can't I am not I can't lie to y'all, man. Like it all came back. Wow. And then that very moment, I stepped on the red circle. I looked into the crowd. I and you guys know me, man, you know, you're we're family. I'm emotional. 
I'm an emotional guy and there's times where I just I start crying because it's, there's no other way to express mm-hmm. how I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I started to feel myself crying mm-hmm. and I was like, EJ, no, you can't. I mean, not now. Like you can't cry mm-hmm. now. And I, I kind of just did a weird, like, like almost like a deep breath that I, <laughs> that I masked my sniffle because I was about to cry because at that moment, God said, I'm in control. Like, Wow. He allowed me, and I it literally walking in fear, walking through fear. Yep. I opened the curtain, long walk across that stage at CF, and literally the moment I, I'm, man, I wish I was, I'm not lying about this. Like I stepped on the red dot and it mm. all came back. Wow. And at that very moment, I had this moment with God. God was like, so you are my son. I love you. I just want you, before you speak, this is a global this is a global moment. Like TED Talk is a globally recognized brand. Right. And from here, I'm going to open other doors for you. Mm-hmm. But I need you to always remember, I'm in control of all of this. Wow. And all wow. of that happened. I'm talking milliseconds. Man, wow. the power of God. You know, milliseconds. He told me all this. And I was about to cry, took a deep breath, and I said, I said it flawlessly. Wow. Wow. And yeah, so that happened and, um, it was just, it was crazy. In that night you're opening a gallery. Yeah. And so that happened the the same night I opened my gallery. I did that on purpose because my mom was in town. Um, shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. I love you. Um, and so it's like, you know, I just, I said to myself, why not? Why not give my mom this really cool day? Heck yeah. Where she's wow. just like, I don't know, she's just here and, and this is all happening. Wow. And um, so yeah, she was with me through the whole thing. You know, she wow. was she was in this in the in the auditorium listening to my TED talk. She, the, that morning, you know, we were in the hotel and, and I woke up and she was there, you know, she had the paper in her hand and I was reciting it to my mom. Wow. I said it flawless, pretty much almost flawlessly twice to her, which was the crazy part about it, is because TED Talk was on a Saturday. By that Wednesday before, it was like something clicked. I went for a walk and it, it all clicked. And wow. I just, it, I started saying it. Like it just, they told me it would happen that way. They were like, you just listen to it. Like I recorded it. And they were like, just memorize it. Always hear it. Fall asleep to it. Wake up to it. Um, read it out loud. Like every single type of memorization tactic and then there were so many days and I just couldn't stick words. Mm. And then, like I said, TED Talk was on a Saturday. That same week, that by that Wednesday, it's like I went for a walk. I prayed. I was like, God, please, like, I don't know. Like, I can't get it. Yeah. And literally, I walked a little bit more. I had some notes in my hand. And God was just like, just start saying it. Put the paper away. Mm. Just start saying it. Mm. And it just came out. Mm. And from that Wednesday on... I started, you know, calling up a couple friends or saying it in the mirror without the paper. And so that moment when I when it left me, it was like it was just one of those matter of fact moments, like unequivocally, like or unequivocally, like it's it's God. Like yep. he he vanished a seven minute talk. Gone. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Gone. I had memorized it to the T. And so I knew it was God. And it was just a cool. It was a cool day. The gallery opened that night. I spoke around ten thirty in the morning. Um, TED talk was over around four. We had a lull in between, 
And then we came here quick. I had a whole, man, it was beautiful, man. A whole team of people that helped me. Um, you know, shout out to, oh my goodness, man, all the people. We had people that donated food, you know, Rondo from Mojo's, so many people, Ed Martinez, like wow. uh, ALC, um, Artistic Bakery. If I, if I left anybody out, I'm sorry, but like there were just people that came out of the woodwork wow. with food and, and drink and ice and this and setting up tables and like it, it was crazy. And then um, before, it was just one of those things like I just it's very important to me like before shows to pray like mm. and i was scared like i needed to just i need to say this man like i was so scared because there were people in the room that were helping to set up that i didn't know if i would offend them mm. and i was and god was like <laughs> it's not about not caring about their feelings it's about if you love them mm. you, you have to share the truth with them wow yeah and so like that's kind of been my thing lately like if you love them tell them the truth mm. um and so um, my friend Esmirna, her husband took a, a, a picture that popped up later. I think mm. she gave it, she sent me the picture the morning, the next morning or whatever. And it was a picture I had asked um, Andres and Og and Larry to come to the middle mm. and we laid hands on them. And it's an image that, you know, I think about these like pictures that you mm. see in like history books. Mm. that are like yeah it was it was at this moment that mm. bop, 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 happened mm. and to me that picture is just so powerful and you just see all the like the picture is on my facebook and maybe i'll send i'll send it to you and um it's this picture of of these three guys these you know mm. these three artists in the middle and you just see hands just mm. coming from every direction wow. you know hands on their shoulders and they're praying over them we're praying over them and it was just this powerful imagery and to me, that image is just something that that's what the gallery is about, you know, mm -hmm. full, like full circle to dovetail it 100% full circle, bring it all back to the core. I, it's just, it's about helping people that are in need. It's about understanding the heart of an artist. Mm -hmm. It's my, everybody has their own lane. Yeah. And for the longest time I've wanted to, to jump in people's lanes because it looked attractive because it looked cooler because it seemed easier because there's more clout, you know, but God in the, in this season of my life has really shown me like EJ, I just need you. I just need you to understand the role that you play mm. on earth. Well, wow. like I do wow. because it doesn't matter. Like, in regards to me, like it doesn't matter me as a human, mm. how significant or insignificant I think that it is in God's eyes mm. in, in his mind, when he looks at all of us playing our part, like we're all significant. Mm. And so finally I just got to this place where I was like, that's my role. Mm. My role is to help others, you know, help others succeed. Yeah. Help others you know, get their hand on the next rung of the ladder. Like that is my role. Mm. And, um, for better or for worse, wherever God wants me with that, that's me. And so that's what this gallery represents. And wow. that Saturday was just a very powerful Saturday. A lot happened that day. Mm. And, um, it's cool that we're, we're here now because <laughs> the last time we were together, we were at the match, which I'm still there. Yeah. And a Magnolia art exchange. If you guys, I talked a little bit about that in the last podcast, but, you know, 
it's cool, right, to, you know, go from a place that, you know, I didn't necessarily have ownership of my own place. Mm. And I have this place now where I'm able to paint and create at the train station. But then I have a place that I have the key. It's 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 my rules. Right. And, and it's what I want to do yeah. under God. Yeah. And it's just a it's a whole different place that I'm in now in my heart, you know, trying mm. to figure it all out. That's so good. So good. So what do you think has been your biggest challenge since the last conversation? Yeah, um, that one is just such a that is such a, a tough com- a tough topic, <laughs> right? Because it's I think about that season um, when we talked back in June, and which is not that long ago, but it, you know that was at I wouldn't say the height of COVID, but like it was definitely there were still things that were shut down. We were trying to in Marion County, we were trying to figure things out and. Mm-hmm. Now it's like the biggest, one of my biggest challenges now as an, like an owner and operator of, of a gallery and, and trying to do my part to help elevate the arts in our community. Mm. In the middle of a pandemic where there's still stigmas and there's still fear, mm. it's really just trying to f- figure out how to navigate this whole thing. Mm. Um, being responsible. Mm. Being res- first and foremost, being responsible, mm. but secondly, like not, not walking a daily life in fear. Mm. Um, and I know that, I know that that topic can be very, it could be edgy for some. It could be, it could be argumentative for others, and in, in regards to everything from mask wearing to your thoughts on COVID how it originated all that i mean it it can get it it can go in so many different ways but it's like as a business owner knowing that people are coming into your establishment and you have patrons that are coming in that you know they're they're dealing with their own ways of looking at covid but they're still making a conscious decision to bring their families not bring their families stay for a little Mm bit you know you know come without a mask i have masks for you um, some that are like, I don't want to wear a mask. You know, it's the biggest challenge for me has been kind of like navigating that mm-hmm. because we're, we're still in the middle, you know, of, of this thing. And, you know, we're at the end of 2020 and in 2021, there's talks of, you know, new shutdowns or, you know, regulations, policies, things that are kind of happening. And as a business owner, it's like, and somebody that, you know, I, me along with other people that are art champions, you know, as an art champion and a gallery owner, somebody that's trying to build those platforms in the middle of a pandemic, it's like, Mm -hmm. I can't, like, I can't stop. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow, I can't allow COVID and the nature of what's happening. kind of just say, Hey, you're going to stop. You're going to close the doors. You're going to, that to me is a, a really big challenge. And I feel like, Ultimately, for me, the goal is just having conversations wow. and having really tough conversations. I think that's just where we're at right. in humanity. That's where we're at in our society. That's where mm. we're at. And I know that this, I mean, this podcast is, is global. Anybody can listen to it. You know, us here in America, um, I, I think it's, it's definitely a global conversation. But, you know, right, us here, we're, we're, we're located in Florida. We're located in the United States. I think it's this. It's a global conversation. It's also a national conversation. It's right. also a, a local and city and state conversation. That, But to have it in a compassionate way. 
And um, the biggest challenge has been the, the, like the online shaming and like, mm. oh, I saw pictures of your mm. event and not not necessarily mine, right? But just this whole thing that like, you know, I saw you, you know, like mm. you were here, you were there, you, or this event happened and, you know, people were wearing masks or they weren't wearing masks or they're responsible or they're not responsible or, and it's this whole, it's, it's just a shift in, in culture that's happening that I think for a lot of business owners is, is getting a little difficult. Mm. And I think that at the core of it, we just have to be able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, wow. um, we have that's to be able to talk to about. Yeah. yeah. We're like yeah. people all of a sudden are becoming like bullies. Like yeah. you're either, you know, yeah, it's either one way or another. Like you're being made fun of because you're wearing a mask. You're made fun of because you're not wearing a mask. So yeah. it's just like everyone just needs to stay in the lane. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just, I, just be kind. Yes. <laughs> if you're scared or you're struggling with it, then you stay home. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go anywhere. Someone else isn't. Let them be. Like yeah, they yeah. they take the responsibility um, yeah. for themselves, and you know it's one of those things. Yeah, that's that's definitely been I would say my biggest challenge because mm-hmm. I've had so many conversations um, mm-hmm. with different business owners and uh, community leaders and mm-hmm. and it's just it's fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best way to put it. And wow. so I'm navigating through that. Um, you know, here, you know, we I still had the show. We had mm-hmm. you know PPE for people that needed it, hand sanitizer, you know, all all those things, all, all right. the all the you know all the the responsible dealings that you need to kind of navigate through when, yeah. when you're a business and you're, you know, you have patrons coming in of, of all kinds, right. you know, like, and so for me, no matter how I feel, I'm just going to be honest. Like it doesn't necessarily matter how I feel what I'm learning for me as, as a platform builder, as a person that opens a door and, mm. and, and a lot of people come in or even one person comes in like the love of Christ has to show through that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, okay, I'm going to love you. And in this season, I know that there's fear, there's anxiety, um, there's hurt, mm-hmm. there's resentment, there's a lot. And mm-hmm. so what I'm responsible for, I'm responsible for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm responsible, you know, I'm responsible for the people that walk into my establishment mm-hmm. yep. and how I navigate through that. Like I'm going to navigate that through love. And so I, I talked to God a lot in regards to that. Just trying mm-hmm. to, just trying to navigate that. So I yeah. would say, you know, that's my biggest challenge. It's been my biggest challenge. So with, because I, you mentioned it earlier and I think this is a great point to talk. Um, this, this kind of mantra that you've started living by, you've begun to do, I think it's a, the idea of building bridges, not kingdoms. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking earlier before the show and we were just kind of getting in deeper. And, but I think we all came to this conclusion, like it's a global mantra. It goes into every single enterprise sector. Um, It breaks through ethnicity boundaries, religious boundaries. I think in every one of those spheres, there's this tendency to be micro kingdom. Yeah. And to be like, this is my plot of land. No one else can have it. And we've become disjointed, um, like a puzzle that's not put together. Yeah. And you've come on the scene um, in a city that, in my opinion, still really trying to catch up with the times. It's trying to find its identity. Yeah. 
even in, in churches and the art scenes, it's all still trying to find itself. And you've come on the scene and said, guys, we have to build bridges into these arenas, not just build our own kingdoms. Dig in a little deeper on that. Yeah, like that. Um, I love how you, you intro that because it's, it's that's my heart. And I know, you know, we got a chance to talk about it before the show. So I, I love the fact that you were able to really kind of set the stage for it. And, you know, for me, when I think about like building bridges, you know, first and foremost, building bridges is it's is connection. It's working with somebody to understand what they need or, you know, you are, are building an alliance or, or some kind of situation where you're you're building a bridge for people to walk across, drive across, etc. to opportunity. You're building a bridge so that people can get to resources, can get to education, can get to freedom um, of, of addiction, you know, freedom from addiction um, or, or all sorts of things, you know, and then you have the kingdoms. It's like, I just think of, you know, just medieval times, you know, the moat and the, the classic moat and the drawbridge and the high walls and, you know, everything kind of just shut down, mm. you know, everything kind of closed off, you know, mm. and the walls are up and the moats there and the drawbridge is closed and the resources are kind of either hoarded or, or kept to themselves. And I like how you put it with the micro kingdom. So it's like, imagine, I don't know, just kind of imagine a place where there's just all these castles <laughs> with yeah. moats. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's kind of just like, man, like I, I would love to, to get across. I would love to know who lives there or maybe you even know what's there, but mm. you can't get inside. Wow. And so for me, I, I just feel led. I, I feel led now to anytime I'm, I am given a platform, um, a podcast, a TED Talk. Um, I got a, a really beautiful opportunity to speak at a graduation mm-hmm. uh, because of wow. TED Talk. It was cool. Um, being able to speak to, to high school kids that, you know, graduated and uh, from their program that they're going to be going into the real world. It's like every time that I'm that I'm given an opportunity, God continues to show me the importance of building a bridge. Wow. And I remember, you know, it's like anything else. You know that you know you know what it takes to build a bridge. You know, like you might not be an architect or an engineer, um, but you say you look at a bridge, right? Or you're on a bridge and you're like, man, this is this is incredible. You know, like I'm I'm driving over water right now. You know, like I think right. about the bridge that connects the bottommost part of Florida to the Key West. Like, mm-hmm. think about that bridge. Like, oh. think about think about the men and women that I don't know how they did it. Did they sleep on boats? Like, think about that. Like, they were in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. building a bridge from the south, southernmost part of Florida to Key West. They found it important enough to literally build a bridge to get people to and from there or the golden, you know, the golden gate bridge, or think of, I think about even like the most profound ones are like bridges are on mountains. Like, Mm. like I just kind of almost one of those, like close your eyes, close your eyes and think of like the most dangerous bridge you've ever (laughs) seen on YouTube or Facebook or in school or Mm. in a history book. I don't know. But I think about I think about those when I think about a bridge I think about some of like the most dangerous bridges like mm. the men and women that risk their life 
to build a bridge so that ultimately goods, services, products can, you know, people, um, opportunity right. can literally have a train go on it or a semi truck or a family, a car full of family um, to get to grandma's house. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about a bridge, it takes a lot of work and it's yeah. not just one person. And so building a bridge, that phrase, build bridges, not kingdoms. So when I chop that in half and I just think of mm-hmm. building bridges, that's a loaded phrase. Mm-hmm. It's supremely loaded because to build a bridge, you cannot do that on your own. You need special equipment. You need special resources. You need a lot of things that you yourself as one person, you're, I don't believe that one person can build a bridge. So it's loaded in the sense that it's like for anybody to say, I want to metaphorically build a bridge, you need people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's more than ever in a time like today, we need each other. We need each other more than ever. It doesn't, from from COVID to politics to, to, to race, um, to religion, to socioeconomic, you know, mm. dealings, like from every type of place that you can imagine. We need each other now more than ever. Mm. The climate is is hot. Mm. The the tone and tenor is low mm. and, and dark. Um and a lot of people are on edge mm. for their own reasons. And I understand completely. Like everybody is, it's very tempting to be in a micro kingdom. I, I love that. I, I've never heard it put that way. And that's that's a, a phrase or a term that I'll use now a lot. And I'll add that to my vocabulary because I get it. As a family, it's easy to be like, yeah, this is my family. This right. is I'm a micro kingdom, you know, like when I close my doors at night, it's me and my wife and my children Mm. or me and my dog and, Mm. or me and and my daughter, maybe you're a single parent. Like this is my micro kingdom Mm. and I'm going to protect my own. Mm. But I, I, I believe in my Ted talk, I talked about, you know, God, like God, I don't believe that God intended micro kingdoms. Like Mm. God intended love Mm. and love like when when you love somebody like you'll do whatever for them mm. you know it's, it, deep. it's deep like and i know love that love is a meta love mm. is very meta love is macro it's huge mm. it's a, that's like five episodes of a podcast like break down <laughs> love you know yeah. but it's like love to me humanity to me god god desires love he mm. wants us to love each other Love is a very profound thing that says, you need water, I'll give it to you. Wow. Um, You need education, I'll give it to you. Mm. Um, You need shelter or clothing. I mean, tonight it's like in the 30s here in Florida. Mm. um, Or in in Ocala, rather. But, you know, we're like in the 30s or 40 degree weather right now. And it's kind of cold for Floridians. For Floridians. And it's like, I think about, I don't know, people that need clothing to stay warm. Like... Mm -hmm. Love, love strips down all of the the excess. Yeah, it trims all the the fat from the steak, if you will. Like it just it it takes us to a place where it's like, what do you need? Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and like build bridges, not kingdoms. To me, at its at its core, what do you need? <laughs> um, so good. Everybody needs something. Yeah. Like I'm not talking about wants. I have wants, you know, we joke about Yeezys and 
uh, <laughs> PS5s and whatever, you know, like yeah. the newest toy or whatever, you know, those are wants, man. Yeah. I'm talking about need. And yeah. so, yeah, Build Bridges, Not Kingdoms ultimately is building those causeways yeah. to help people get what they need. That's so good. Um, so, what, if you had to pick just one thing, which is hard, this is hard, yeah. and I'm going to throw you off because this wasn't a question we gave you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you had to pick one thing, what would you want to be your legacy? Whew. Sorry, that's, <laughs> that's heavy. Ooh, that's, that's, that's heavy. good. Um, <laughs> or like what, you know, legacy yeah, yeah. in the sense of like one day you're not here. What is when you, when someone hears your name or sees your art say that guy, that guy was yeah. blank. I've, it's, it's weird, right? Um, and I, it's weird. This question is actually very, very um, deep because I, I don't, I, I don't think about death like a lot um, mm. in the sense of it being like this thing that's always in the back of my mind. Like you know, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. But I, I definitely lately have been compelled to to get online more, to share mm. my heart more. Mm. Because I do think to myself, EJ, when when you are gone, the content that you produce, it will be there. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be gone, you know, I'll be in heaven. But to get in front of the camera, to have a podcast, mm. um, to paint something, to write something, um, to, to have a sermon anything you know um you take a picture with your baby uh, anything like from pictures to to written to to artwork to creation the things that we can create it's like I, I really have been thinking about this a lot because it's like i don't of course i i personally just putting it out that it's not that i don't want to die or that i think i'm going to die or something like that anytime soon but it's like i do feel very compelled lately to understand like legacy like we all are responsible to leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, the biggest thing that I've just really been talking with people about when I, when I go Facebook Live or I go on social media and I share, it's like, mm -hmm. if I wasn't here anymore and people were to go back to what I used to talk about, my messages, what is it that you want to leave them with? And for me, it's like, I just want people to know that they're loved. <laughs> like, I've dealt. It's like I'm at this place where it's like the rejection that I felt with my father really has altered how I look at God. Mm. Um, and these past couple of weeks, I've noticed um, more than ever, like the love that a father shows for their child, no matter the age. Um, you know, you guys 
have a beautiful boy and you know Amaya's he's still kind of a baby you know um, he's awesome I have a friend of mine we had lunch today his baby is a teenager she, <laughs> she just became a teenager wow. and you know I go on his on his Facebook and she she wants to be a basketball star and every day they're at the gym together mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. and he throws her the ball and she's shooting I mean and she's good she's in high school and she's good and she's shooting balls shooting balls and every day I look at his, his Facebook story and I'm like man like that's that's his little girl mm-hmm. and he's with her and like I I've dealt with a lot of rejection and um, I think ultimately the legacy that I want to leave behind is like you're worthy it doesn't so good it doesn't matter who rejected you it doesn't matter if it was your mom or your dad it doesn't matter if it was your brother or your sister it doesn't matter if it was your husband it doesn't matter if it was your own children it doesn't matter if it was your boss it doesn't matter if it was a job that you lost. Mm. Um, the concept of rejection is a very powerful thing. Mm. And at the core, when I strip everything down, all of my Facebook lives, all of the pictures, um, you know, all of the videos that I do, um, when you strip it down, it, it has a lot to do with letting people know, like, you are worthy. Mm. You're worthy because God deems you worthy. <laughs> God created us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And I understand in life, life is hard mm. at times. No matter what it is, um, it could be family-oriented. It could be work-oriented. It could be self-inflicted. Um, but rejection is one of those things that... I just, I'm on a full frontal attack against rejection. Come on. That's me. That's where I'm at. So good. And I've been hearing it more than ever. Like the thing that you deal with the most, that's, that's, I, I believe that the thing that you deal with the most, the thorn in your side is what God placed, allowed to have happened in your life or allowed to, to, for you to have in your life, for you to stand up and speak towards. Wow. Yeah. And for me, I have dealt with the rejection of my father for so long that it truly has altered how I look at God as the father. Mm. But now more than ever, I, I think about kids like I think about kids that either don't have a, their mother or their, you know, or their father or they feel a sense of rejection even with both of their parents mm. because there's kids that have mom and dad and they live, they all live together and on the outside, it seems cool, but it, deep in their heart, they're still, they still feel rejected. Yeah. And so for me, the legacy that I want to leave behind and what I pray that after I'm, I'm gone um, and I'm in heaven is that people see my content mm-hmm. and they feel a sense of joy and <laughs> restoration because they're reminded that mm-hmm. they're worth it. Wow. Because we are, we're all worth it. And we are, we're not perfect. We mm. all deal with our own things. But that is, 
that's the one thing that I want people to, I, I just want to leave this earth knowing that I tried my best mm. anytime that I'm on a platform, you know, just like this, that I share that you're worth it. Mm. You're listening right now. You, you're listening right now. You literally could have gotten broken up with right now. Mm. You are listening to this podcast. You know, I think about my story. I, young lady, I thought, you know, I thought I was going to marry this girl. Mm. Um, drove all the way from Ocala to Orlando about an hour and a half to declare my love for her. Mm. You know, I messed up, drove there. We kind of been in limbo for a while. I got there and it was just too late. You know, she had fallen in love with somebody else. The timing mm. was off. But I remember thinking to myself, like, like I felt such a supreme sense of rejection, mm. even though, you know, it was on me. Mm. It was still on me. I mean, I I could have gone back so, so many times before, mm. but I didn't. And even still, that was one of the longest car rides I've ever had. So I think to myself, right in that I, I listened to music on the way home, I could have listened to a podcast. So maybe you're listening right now, and I just feel led to say... You could have gotten broken up with. You could be going through a divorce right now. Listening to this, you're still worth it. Mm. Like you're still worth it. Yeah. Um, because God deemed it so. That's so good. There's always a redemption story. <laughs> yeah. I love what you were saying. You know, I think things that we go through in our life sometimes we allow it to hold ourselves back, but yet those are like the perfect platforms to say. I know how this made me feel and I am going to walk forward knowing that I'm not going to make someone else feel that way. Yeah, and that's so what you've done is you've taken that rejection that you felt from your father and you have been a spiritual father to others by giving people well, the chance to like be seen and be heard and be loved hmm. because you didn't receive that. And you very well could have just continued on that generational curse, but you said, wow. no, not today. God's redeemed me and I'm so going good. to give an opportunity for someone else to feel loved. That's so good. And especially one of, you know, the artists that you do know, like they don't, they might not have a father. Yeah. And so you might be the closest father that they ever get to see. Yeah. So you get that opportunity and that's such a blessing. Um, God so redeems everything. And wow. so I just, I love, the, I love your heart and I definitely think that will be your legacy and your legacy will be to build bridges because your people are going to look at you one day and be like, man, that guy had so many opportunities to make his life all about him, but he yeah. didn't. Mm. Like he helped so many, so many people. And I, you know, I think back to someone, I, Toby Mac. I don't really want to Toby Mac that often, but <laughs> he is, you know, he's a super well-known Christian artist. And he is him. He he does his own. He stays in his lane, and he kills it. Like yeah. people love him. But I went to a a concert. Oh my god! I don't even know. I feel like 10, 15 years ago or whatever it was. And I was so impressed by him because it was his his concert, and yet he had all of these artists that were on his team that he gave opportunities to showcase their incredible talents, wow. and I respected that. And I remember that about Toby Mac because even though I don't listen to him or whatever, um, I respect his character and who he who he is and yeah. how he leads. And that's the kind of thing that you do. Um, and I think that's really really incredible. So I definitely think that the legacy your legacy will play out the way that you want. And and it's not like obviously no one like thinks about dying or wanting to yeah, die, but course. it's good for us to all do a self check and say True. what what 
am I doing to leave a legacy? How am I acting? You know, if, if this was the last conversation that I ever had, did I bring someone towards the kingdom or did I lead them away? Like how did, how was my response? How was my attitude? Was I caring? Did I help that person or did I say, yeah, I got no time for you. Like, you know, and that's, that's some hard conversation. That's hard reality sometimes that we have to hit. Um, but I think it's important to take a moment um, every once in a while and do a self-check and say, am I living up to the legacy that I know that God's called me to? Mm. Or am I living for my own legacy? Or am I not even caring about a legacy? Wow. Because, um, you know, I think sometimes we really find ourselves stuck in that rotation of like, what? Like, I'm just <laughs> doing me. Like, yeah. my life's all about me right now. And not seeing, like, what's the fruit? Like, are we, so are we harvesting? See, I feel like I'm sensing... Uh, since an episode uh, <laughs> three <laughs> <laughs> the one about the legacy <laughs> yeah that was good no that, that's so just good. seriously um real quick we're wrapping up the podcast yeah. here um in 30 seconds yeah. just real quickly because i know some of it you want to kind of keep low-key um what 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 is the official nest look like in 2021 yo so you get any sneak peek, dirt? <laughs> little, little sneak peek, man. We're doing. We're gonna do a fashion show. Uh, Let's go. Definitely doing a fashion show. Okay. And the big one, I'm just gonna let the cat out the bag. Um, you heard it here. Yeah, you okay. heard it here first. Ocala Basil. Whoa. I'm bringing our one. Bringing our Basil. Okay. To okay. Wow. So for those of you that don't know, man, like our Basel is just it's a huge art. This is a huge art festival that, mm. that happens in Miami. Mm. And the, the influence and the influence and, and the vibe just continues to rise up northern, more north and more north and more north of, of Florida, right? And so, like, I just I just put it this way, man. Like, I've been partnering with some people that really believe in the vision. Wow. And uh, it's going to be cool. Um, just imagine the streets, the streets turned into, in, like, art that you've never seen before. Let's go. Oh, so, yeah, love it. Okay. Ocala Basel. Okay. 2021. Hey. 2021. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Get your face mask. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love well, it. Uh, guys, if you aren't already, go follow uh, on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Official Ness. Um, go check out the website to uh, purchase some of his art. Listen, his art is incredible. Uh, we have so many pieces hanging up in our house uh and we'll get more pieces in the future like just go check it out um officialness.com and uh, if you get a chance hit him up on instagram come check out the gallery when he's open get to see the other artists um art in here as well um but ej man it's been an honor to have you on the podcast thank you part three part three part three all listeners get ready part three i love it it'll be so good Well, guys, thank you for joining us around the table today, and we will see you next Friday. Love y'all.